folks, at the rate we're going, you may hear one of those Connell Red go off of your neighborhood just before a nuke comes in. These are crazy times. Brother Rick, welcome back. Crazy times indeed, brother. I'll tell you, just before, literally five minutes ago, I've been setting up my sound system you know, for this Skype call all morning. My computer crashed a couple of weeks ago and had to go in and get a new cooling system in it. You know how that goes. And I'm just now getting the microphone. It's quite complicated, you know, and to get the microphone set up to do this because I have a recording studio here and it's a lot of other routing. So five minutes before I'm going, you know, on the air with you, my computer this it crashes. The little battery backup starts screaming and it's crashed for no reason at all. Never fails when I'm getting ready to come on with you. That is is what happens and it's it is crazy it's crazy times that we're living in i literally walked out my door last no two weeks ago on a wednesday going to work i work in the evenings i'm an entertainer play music walked out my door and the um tornado sirens went off well that's yeah they don't go off unless there's a tornado on the ground so i get in my suburban and start heading toward my my show, which happens to be in a little hamlet called Salado, Texas, and it's about 20 minutes from my home. So I'm driving, and all of a sudden, uh, the traffic stops. Police officers stop the interstate, and it starts to hail, and it's hailing golf ball size hail. On I, I recorded this in my suburban. I did a video of it. Well, come to find out, that tornado had touched down and torn a lot of houses up in Salado, Texas, where I was going, about two and a half miles from me. So, good grief. <laughs> no, this happens. Shannon, these kinds of things happen on a regular basis. And I, last week, I'm sitting at a, uh, an intersection. I'm in the left turn lane, busy intersection. You can't go anywhere. You're there when you're in that left turn lane in oncoming traffic has the green light i'm watching a large dually pickup truck that's pulling probably a 16 foot trailer drift over into my lane drifting over into my lane i'm watching this coming at me and i'm thinking jesus i think i'm getting ready to meet you there's nowhere for me to go shannon Literally, this Whoa. this thing's coming at me. I can't pull out in the intersection. Can't back up. I'm sitting there stuck, waiting, bracing for impact. Now, at the last second, the thing swerved. And I mean, the thing swerved and the trailer swung around and I thought it was going to clip me. It could not have missed me by more than an inch, one inch. And this wow. thing was going 50, 55 miles an hour. Now, in all of that, when these things are happening, they, they, there there are more just bizarre things. I'm coming back from work. This is about about six months ago, and I'm on the interstate, and it's about nine thirty at night. Shannon, I look up to my left, and there's an embankment. Is you know, interstates run in in Texas. You know, you lived in Austin for a while. There's an embankment, and on this embankment, a pickup truck is flipping. Coming down the embankment, it had run off of the access road somehow and began to flip. It's headed for me, all right? I'm in that inside lane closest. I can't get over because there is a diesel truck right next to me. I'm boxed in. This thing is flipping, and the timing of it is going to have it slam into my lane just as the hood of my Suburban gets there. I mean, I'm watching this. And it's in slow motion, you know, boom, it's rolling. Can't stop, can't go to the to uh, the left. I can't go to the right. Uh, that's the shoulder he's going to hit. That thing stopped literally about a foot. When it crashed on the pavement, it was about a foot from my lane, and I drove by it. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, other things like that. So the devil has a hit out on, on us. You know that I've I've known that for a while. I know it now more than ever, but these times that we're living in, the most important messages our Omega Man family can ever hear are the messages they are going to hear during this time we're living through now. 
all of the things we spoke about before have come into play. When I came on the air with you, it was 2015. I, rem- right. I remember the Lord told me the message. He, he was, I was going, Lord, what am I going to say on the air? What do I know about anything? Lord said, you, you know a lot about things, and you're going to find out how much you know. But he told me the message he wanted out to his people was, whatever your issues are, slash demonic strongholds, but we'll just call them issues because the world doesn't understand about demonic strongholds. Whatever your issues are now, you need to get them under control, and you're going to have to deal with them because a time is coming when it is going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to get free from these demonic strongholds that have you. And that would that I would preach that message over and over and over. And I wasn't sure why, you know, the Lord was just impressing that upon me. Now I know we're living in a time where the demonic powers are so strong in this realm that we're in that where we used to just do a one, two, three uh, deliverance, those days, it doesn't work like that anymore. It's a different time and a different thing. People don't listen like they once did. People, well, obviously so. Uh, we don't. I don't want to get this thing barred from YouTube, and I'm sensitive to saying certain things, but the very fact that people have gone along with things without any discernment, any measurable discernment, speaks volumes to me. If we have such a populace that they cannot look at what is right in front of their eyes, look at the facts, the data, look at your common sense. If if someone is uh, telling you you have to take a medicine because the medicine is going to keep you from getting sick now we don't know what's in the medicine but you got to take it it's going to keep you from getting sick and you go i don't really want to take it and then six months later you find out the medicine does not keep you from getting sick at all but they're still telling you no you have got to take it doesn't something in you get a little bit suspicious isn't there something in you that says what there, there must be more to this picture why do I have to take the medicine? It's not going to affect you whether I take the medicine or not. Things didn't add up. And anyone with any discernment could see that. So when you have pastors, preachers, people in the pulpit who are just kind of go along, get along folk, that's a problem. That's a major problem. So the Lord was telling me those things. For such a time as this, where we're, we are living now, where evil is uh, at a level that we have never seen it in our life. And when I say evil, it used to be somewhat cloaked. They used to hide it a little bit. There's no hiding it now. It's proclaimed, and proudly so. All over, everywhere you look, they're revealing who they really are, the enemy. You cannot sustain a society, a democracy, as they love to say, in the absence of truth. Truth is the only thing that holds a a nation together. If everything is a lie, then what is the truth and what are you going to believe in and which way are you going to turn? What are you going to do? If everything that's being fed to you is a lie, and it obviously is, and you can just check, you know, take a, a list and check off everything that we've been completely lied. Uh, it's been completely lied to us over the last four years, five years. Once again, this has nothing to do with politics. This has to do with good and evil, right and wrong. There is That's a right. war in the heavens, and we are in it. Like, we have been trying to, to tell people to get ready for this thing. Shannon, I didn't know what really it meant. I thought I knew what it meant. But, you know, you can do all the training in the world in boot camp. But when your boots hit the turf of the war zone, 
and the mortars start coming in and the bullets start flying, all that training tends to go out the window, they say. <coughs> and however you can survive, you go into survival mode. I knew my, my entire career was, I was a bit of a maverick in the things that I did in, because of one uh, element of my personality, one aspect. I was um, always hungry for the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, like they say in a court of law. So when I got into a thing and invested my time and belief in it, I wanted it to be a true thing. And if it wasn't, if I wasn't getting all the truth out of that thing, I wanted to pursue more in that thing to get to the truth. Here's an example. I wanted to be in, in the martial arts from the time I was a, a kid. I had an older cousin who was about 20 years older than me who I idolized. And he was a black belt in Taekwondo karate, black belt in karate. And you can, you can imagine this little five-year-old kid watching this superhero cousin come home. He was in the Marine Corps, and he actually, came, when he came out of the Marine Corps, he went into the FBI, became an FBI agent. So here you go. You got this FBI agent coming home, putting on his karate uniform and breaking bricks and cinder blocks in the backyard while I'm watching this. This guy was a hero to me. So all I ever wanted to do was learn karate. There was, you know, when I was a kid, I begged my dad, take me, you know, to the karate class. No, that was too much trouble for him to, you know, make the effort to take me to class all the time. So I had to wait until I was older and enroll myself in lessons. And I ended up that being a career path for me. I knew probably a few weeks into my first lessons, my first training, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I love this. I love teaching people and helping people. And it's not about the Eastern mysticism and, and, you know, all of that. So we didn't do, we didn't care about that. We just wanted to beat people up. That was the whole thing about martial arts, kicking and punching. We didn't do any meditation. We didn't do any Zen, whatever. We didn't care about it. We, we were what they call blood and guts Taekwondo from Texas. That's how we did our thing. In, our, in my training, somewhere close to Black Belt, I figured out that some of the things that I was learning were more for show than for actual application. So I I wanted to expand my knowledge. I went to the boxing gym. I began to box, and I found out immediately on my first visit to the boxing gym that, yes, the things I was learning, some of them were just for show and not for application. They wouldn't work. So I began to train and try to find those things that would help me expand what I already knew. Now, of course, when I did that, the traditional martial arts people, my instructors and higher-ups said, oh, no, no, you, you shouldn't do that. You should say stay pure to your art form. And my reply was, but I want to know all about the truth. I need the truth of what will work and what won't. Long story short, I learned as a kickboxer what works and what doesn't work. I, I was hungry for realism. I knew something was missing in my training. When I uh, left the martial arts as a career, I did law enforcement. Well, one thing kind of leads to another, and I was still teaching karate part-time, but being a police officer. And again, I had to quickly learn what really worked in a law enforcement situation. Because I was able to do that, I wrote courses for the Texas law enforcement commission and i taught those courses at colleges around texas to law enforcement officers based on realistic martial arts self-defense techniques some things that officers are still using today are some of the techniques that i help put together in a curriculum and i'm not bragging none of this but this is factual it's leading to a point so i've always had a need to know the whole truth and nothing but the truth when I was called into deliverance in 2012, I'd been saved since 1980 in a miraculous road to Damascus conversion. I was an atheist, a 21-year-old atheist, militant atheist, laughed at God, laughed at everything, life of the party, playing rock and roll music and teaching karate as a black belt. Had a sports car, 280Z Datsun, which was a cool car in the day. Had a good time party van. 
had it going on. These three Christians came to my karate school one day and told me about this guy named Jesus and said that I could be born again and speak in other tongues. I said, are you people crazy? Now, I'm paraphrasing. It's a longer story. Some of you have heard my testimony, but this is this is what happened. I said, uh, no, there's no such thing. I said, well, we'll lay our hands on you, and you'll start speaking in tongues and be a born-again Christian. If you want that, do you want it? I, I said, yeah, I do want it. If this is real, I want it. Laid hands on me, I began speaking in tongues. So I went through a radical change for the first, uh, immediately when I came out of that, 45 minutes later of speaking in tongues, when I woke up from that, my personality had changed. I was a different human being. People did not recognize me the next day, my coworkers. What's wrong with you? What happened to you? Well, what's going on? And I would tell them, I saw this white light, and this man was in this light, and his his name's Jesus, and all I want to do is follow him. My whole personality changed. Everything about me changed overnight. I was a different person. I quit the job there, and I came back home because I felt the Lord was leading me, and he is. Those early days when you first had a road to Damascus experience, you're on fire for the Lord, and you're literally eating his word and, and living his life every day and night. I came home to my parents' house, something I said I would never do when I was in the world because I was going to make my own way. I came home, moved home, and all I did was work. We had a family business. I would get up and go to work and help my mom and dad read my Bible at my lunch break. And as soon as I was off at five o'clock, I'd go straight home, read my Bible, and read my Bible until I went to sleep, until I passed out with my Bible. Get up the next morning, repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. This was my life. My mother thought I'd lost my mind. I'm actually writing a book right now that explains and tells my memoirs and my story, my life. It's it's hard to believe, but it's true. Mother thought I was nuts. All of that was great, and that lasted for about six months, maybe a year. But the thing about being born again and being on fire for the Lord is, if you're not taught that there are demonic forces who know you and have a claim check to you, and they may have gone away on a little vacation, but they are coming back at some point, and you need to be expecting that and know how to deal with it. If you're not taught that, you're going to slip, slide, just like those old slipping slides when we were kids. We'd run and get in the water and slide on them. You'll start down a slippery slope. So a couple of years later, I was kind of more back to my old self again. Ten years later, I didn't even recognize myself. I'm a born-again, spirit-filled Christian going to church, doing all those things. But really, I was just going through the motions. Something in me, that old, is this the whole truth and nothing but the truth thing, really was starting to bug me. I got into that prosperity gospel thing. I won't name any names on here. And it seemed fun, yeah, but something didn't set right with me about it. It seemed it was more about money. So that thing rocked along for a while, and I ended up so far off in the ditch that it was a, a plane crash, basically, and I was in it, and I was flying the plane. Had no business to be in a plane. Then that's metaphorically speaking. My whole life was a, a train wreck, a plane crash. And the Lord at that point said, okay, I'm going to build this thing back, but I'm going to do it my way instead. He said, I'm calling you into the, the deliverance ministry. I said, deliverance ministry? I don't know anything about the deliverance ministry. The Lord spoke in my spirit and said, I know you don't, and that's a shame. But that's getting ready to change. I'm going to, going to plug you into a fast track because the need is great. That was in 2012. I could just, well, I literally am writing a book to Chronicles. I can't tell all of the stuff because some of it's too too far out. But one thing after another, set of events, circumstances. One of the first things the Lord told me when he called me into deliverance ministry, Shannon, he said, do not listen to what the church people tell you. Instead, 
listen to what I tell you, and watch the fruit of your labor. The fruit of what you do versus the fruit of what the other people are doing. You will see what the truth is and why I want you doing this. The church doesn't know anything about deliverance. They shun it, and that's by design, and for a lot of reasons I may touch on them tonight that's been revealed. So I started out and got my training and went, you know, that's miraculous how all that came about one thing after another miracles falling into place of putting me in touch with certain people that are you know how in the world would you ever get in touch with that person and and that was that so i began in deliverance and lo and behold omega man came along 2015 and we started doing that and that was my message get yourself cleaned up get yourself ready for what's coming because it's there's going to be a time where it'll it will be much harder for you to get your issues your demonic strongholds under control than if you'll do it right now i'll go ahead shannon how did you find out about omega man radio well that's a miracle in itself let me tell you i had been the pastor of a church I had gone to two or three churches and been kicked out because I started talking about deliverance and demons. So the third church I was kicked out of, the the pastor called me to lunch one day and said, look, here's what I'm going to do. He said, what you're saying is true. My people in my church just don't want to hear it. But I have the control of all the purse strings, and we're a very old church with a lot of money sitting in a bank that will never get spent. He said, so I personally am going to authorize a church plant for you, and I'm going to pay for the first year of rent in any building you choose in in the area you want to do it because people need to know about deliverance. See, he planted me a church. All right, that went on for a year. Demons, you know, when you're carrying an anointing for deliverance, the demons are going to manifest when they're around you, and that was happening. It was a crazy crazy time after that i had sent off for some books from a, a fellow named gogan pastor gogan and in new york and he he said he called me one day and he said who are you i, I just ordered some books from his library he had uh, i said well my name's rick bell he goes well why am I calling you? He said, the Holy Spirit wanted me to call you. Now, Shannon, this is this is what happened, and he probably told you the same story, John Gogan. Uh, he, I said, um, I, I just ordered some books. He said, tell me your story. What do you do? I said, well, I'm a pastor. I was a pastor. I'm not, not doing that right now. I'm doing a jail ministry. He goes, what's your background? What, what? I said, well, I was a police officer, and I was a professional kickboxer i did uh, kickboxing he said bingo that's it that's what the lord's trying to do he said have you ever thought about putting together a teaching on how the principles of fighting in the gym apply to fighting demons i said it's odd that you would say that because the last series i taught in the church where i was pastoring was that it was called boxing blindfolded with demons and how we are in this fight we don't even know we're in and and it's the same training that we did in the natural some people prophesied to me back in the 90s that i was to this was my ministry i didn't even know what it meant two different people came to me a week apart with the same basic properties prophecy they had written down they didn't know each other so he said well i'll tell you what can you meet me in Dallas on Thursday? This was like on Monday, Shannon. He said, I'm flying into Dallas, Texas. Can you meet me for lunch, me and my wife and I, on Thursday? I said, sir, I'll be there because uh, I feel like the Lord's obviously putting something together. He didn't tell me why. I went and had lunch with him. When we, halfway through the meal, he said, okay. He asked his wife, who is Kathy, a lovely lady, uh, he said, what do you think? She said, definitely. He said, okay, Rick, would you be willing to go on a radio show and tell this story that you're telling me and teach what you're teaching right now? 
I said, I, sure, I would. I guess I would. I mean, how long? He said, well, I don't know, probably an hour. I said, sure, I would. He goes, I'm going to make the call. I have a friend named Shannon Davis. He has a program called Omega Man Radio, and your story needs to be on there. So I'm going to make that call. He will be calling you. And Shannon, the next day you called my phone. And that was a God thing. That was God ordained. I was supposed to be on an hour the first program. I didn't know what I was going to say or how I was going to say it. I was, the devil was beating me up one side the wall and the other 10 minutes before we went on the air. He was trying to make me nauseous to a point where I couldn't even go on the air with you. He said, what are he saying? What are you going to tell anyone? What do you know about anything? Well, I said, Satan, if I go down, I'll go down swinging. So I'm getting ready to step into the ring with you. So we began that phone call and Shannon three hours and 20 minutes later we got off the phone i was giving prophetic words to total strangers calling in from all over the world and i had no idea i'd never done anything like that but god was in charge you you can probably remember the night but it's it's been so many for you but it was that's that's how the whole omega man thing started i knew it was ordained of the lord this this spiritual warfare stuff is no joke. It it is uh, it it's the only thing that's going to get us through right now. Shannon, go ahead. I'm going to hand it hand it to you. Absolutely, brother. That was a divine appointment to be able to meet you, and be able to hear your testimony. Welcome aboard, everybody. Where are you tuning in from? I'm excited to be here with Evangelist Rick Bell. God put him here in these last days to train and equip people for mortal combat. Literally, war on the saints is coming. And, brother, um, you mentioned earlier about those that just bowed their knee and took the, took the thing, you know, the mandate. Yeah. yeah. I call these people who did that knuckleheads, minimum, but walking dead, worst case. Yeah. Because people just to... Take that thing, hook, line, and sinker. Didn't do their due diligence. And or, instead of putting faith and trust in Jesus and applying the blood of Jesus, they just rolled the sleeves up and took it. They're probably going to take the mark of the beast later. Folks, this is not a game. This is life and death. And the man you hear have here tonight, the Lord sent to train some people up who are still awake to fight so you're not the next casualty and go out in a body bag. Back to you, my friend. Yes, absolutely. And when you say they should have done their due diligence, it doesn't take much due diligence to just open your eyes and start to look at reality. But Satan has cloaked our understanding, and he's put a veil of such dishonesty in this realm that it's hard. You're going to have to fight and fight through. But here's the message I'm... that. The Lord told me when I started back in 2015 that a time was coming where it was going to be very difficult to get deliverance. If you're not already in the deep water, it's going to be harder to get out in it. So here's the message now that he started with me. He actually, when I went in to deliverance, the second thing he told me, first thing he said was don't listen to what anyone says. They don't know what they're talking about when they'll say Christians can't have demons and blah, 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 fill in the blank. They don't know what they're talking about. Watch the fruit, follow what I tell you to do, and see what happens, okay? Church is an institution that man has created, and it's more of a business model than anything else. By definition, if you got the 501c3 thing going on, you've got to pay bills and you got to pay salaries. It becomes a business common sense that's not the point the second thing the lord told me was this after he said don't listen to what the church people say they're going to criticize you the lord said and it makes a lot of sense use your common sense folks all right take off your your whatever preconceived notions the lord told me i want you to study everything you can find about these psychic people these ghost things stories hunters entities Whatever, at the time the television was full of these programs, the Lord told me to watch those 
and see what the devil is doing. I thought, uh, duh. Yeah, I guess that's right. Shannon, when I was a police officer, the most coveted thing we could have was intelligence from an informant. Listen, these demons and witches on these shows, they will inform you what they're doing because they're proud of it. That's right. The churches don't know, have a clue how all this operates. The witches do. They know how the astral realm works. They know how to put curse. Talk to John Ramirez. He'll tell you it's real. They know how to do the curses. They know how to do all of those things. They know a hundred times more about the supernatural than the average church person sitting on a pew two to three times a week. I'll guarantee you they do. Because the church people are not taught about the supernatural. That's taboo. They're only taught about feeling good things or old stories from the Bible or tithing or how to have your best, live your best day now. Not knocking that. That's another show, but I'm telling you, we're in an emergency situation. We don't need more of that stuff. It's kind of like, you know, the Biden administration uh, talking about <laughs> electric tanks, electric military tanks when our borders being invaded. They're trying to change the subject. It has no relevance to anything. So the churches are AWOL when it comes to teaching about supernatural. Got a question for you. Why do you think Wiccan and witchcraft and that stuff is the fastest growing religion in America and basically around the world? Why do you think Wiccan is, is number one? Why isn't it Christianity? We've got a church on every corner. You want to know why? Because Wiccan is about power, supernatural stuff, stuff that changes things. You see, in the average church, the teenager is not taught how to affectionately, fervently pray to get things to change. They don't see things changing unless it's a miracle church where they are you know, moving in deliverance and those things, the average teenager is sitting there bored out of their mind like I am when I go to a church service. Hello, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not here to to win any friends or, or sugarcoat anything. We're in the last hour of this thing, and it's getting ready to get a lot worse than it is now. So I'm I'm trying to prepare you by telling you how, how you're going to survive this stuff. Number one, Open your eyes, open your ears, and hear what I am about to tell you. The Lord showed me this. I knew there was a piece missing. There has always been a piece missing from this. Like I told you when I was in the martial arts, there was something missing. There was an element of realism, and I wasn't getting the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I knew that, so I pursued it with my walk with the Lord, my deliverance, the ministry he's called me to, I knew there was something out there that tied all of this stuff together. Just couldn't grasp it until recently. Because when the 2020 thing happened uh, in November, we all started to pray like never before. We consecrated ourselves because every month, we believed a certain person was going to return to a certain high office. They would tell us, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen March. March, it's it. April 3rd, that's it. April's going to, uh, May, big surprise in May. You know, we've been led along this path thinking that this man who was a president, still is basically, still is president, was going to come back in. Well, that hasn't happened. But what has happened is we have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And that praying has gotten us in better shape, and we've gone out a little bit deeper. Now, the Bible says, knock and the door will open, seek and you will find. If you dig, God's going to come through and give you the things that have been missing, that have been covered up. There are certain things that Satan seeks to hide 
from God's people because in those things there is power. The enemy doesn't care how many Bible stories we read or how many things we talk about from the Old Testament or the New Testament. Those are all great and they're important. But what he does fight against is when we move into the spiritual realm, one-third of what Jesus spent in his ministry. So what is the spiritual realm? What is it? It's some ethereal thing that, that we talk about, the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, like the Catholics do with their genuflect thing. No, the spiritual realm is a realm, a dimension around us, a vibration dimension. Hear what I'm about to tell you, because it took me a long time to figure out this was the missing thing, and I found it in the most unorthodox places, but that's how God is. Shannon, everything in this universe has a vibration to it. Vibration holds matter together and keeps it from flying off into space. The pen you're holding, the computer you're on, the car you're driving, a vibration holds all that together. Music is vibration. Certain frequency sounds. Some of you are familiar with the A440 debate versus the A, the note A, 432 hertz versus 440 hertz. That's a frequency thing. When you speak, your voice has a frequency to it. Why do you think God spoke the world into existence? Do you think he couldn't have just thought it into existence? He's God. Why did he have to open his mouth to say anything? He could have just thought it, and it was. He did it because with his lips and the voice because it was a model for us. He spoke it into existence. He gave us the ability to speak. Have you noticed? Not another creature on the planet has the ability to speak and put sentences together. You know, a, a parrot can copy things he's heard said, but he can't put sense behind it and know what it's supposed to mean and string sentences together that power it's a vibration that we speak into the universe you know these people that have this uh, name it and claim it thing where you speak it the law of attraction the law of attraction that thing that's the secular deal they know about this stuff they just have the, the god absence from it see that's the problem folks all the witches and all those people on that side they've got the power they understand how it works the God thing is missing. And what we have, we have that God power that can shut them down. And that's why they try to silence us. That's why my computer tries to crash right before I go on with Omega Man. That's why a pickup truck is hurtling down a, an embankment towards my vehicle, and I, he misses me by one foot. I mean, perfect timing. You couldn't time it any better. That is why. We are a threat to them. Because once you understand the vibration of, of what the whole world is working on a vibration, the heavenlies work on a vibration. There's an experiment, and some of you, you can look it up on YouTube. They, they put salt on a platter, and they test certain frequencies. And those, that salt forms a pattern, a beautiful pattern like a snowflake, based on the frequency it has. Good frequencies make it nice bad frequencies disrupt it look that up that's a whole different thing my point to you is this everything that comes out of your mouth is a frequency good or bad good frequencies work in the heavenlies in the heavenly realm what do you think praying in tongues is you think it's just an exercise for our vocal cords no, it's vibrations that the Lord says, you don't know how to pray? So pray in this angelic language sometimes, and those prayers come to the throne room. 
You don't know how you should pray, so you pray in tongues. It's a super powerful thing. It's just not an exercise. It's just not something that makes people think, oh, that dude's a kook, or oh, that dude's really spiritual because he's praying in tongues. It is vibrational. What you have to do right now in this hour where we are, and I've started doing this personally, you have to live every day constantly striving to be in that higher vibration don't let that word vibration that's not a new age thing god put that in the universe it's what holds everything together you've got to constantly stay on the upper realm with a higher vibration versus getting to the demonic to the lower that's where the lower vibration stuff is here's how you do that when a car cuts you off in traffic if you get mad and you go, you have fed that lower vibration. You have fed the demonic. What does that mean? It means you open portals. Okay. You know, if you feed a cat, stray cats come around and you put some food out for them, see if they're not back around the next day. So it's the same thing with anything that's getting fed. You feed that lower vibrational energy it's demonic you open portals and those things come in and attach to you by the same token same situation someone cuts you off in traffic and you say thank you jesus bless them i know they probably just were being careless don't let them be careless let that love emit from you toward them true love not just words a true state of mind a true love and that vibration goes upward and you feel better immediately. Have you noticed that? You feel better when you praise the Lord. What do you think praising God is all about? Lifting that vibration, lifting your spirit up to Him. All of this stuff is real. This is not theory. There's a guy named Nikola Tesla who, it was all about vibration and free energy and all that. That stuff's real. They just keep it hidden as they do a lot of other things. But what you need to do, start to train your mind and your thoughts so that you do not react the way you have in the past. You simply must start to control your anger, start to control your expectations, your desire for worldly things. When you start meditating on the Lord all the time, and man, no one's perfect. We're not talking about living like a monk in a cave. We know we have to be in the world. We just can't be plugged into the world. You're a strange and peculiar, peculiar people, but you've got to function so you can get a paycheck, all right? But you've got to start functioning on a higher vibration. And what that means is, positive love love god stuff god stuff all the time why do you think reading the bible lifts everything up anytime you hear that word coming out that's that vibration going to the heavenlies lord is speaking that why did the lord say speak to that mountain and tell it to be cast into the sea why would he say speak to it why didn't he just say think it wish it pray it and it'll go because there's something to that being said now this is folks this is one percent of the whole of the thing but i'm trying to with all i have get you this one understanding thing if you can leave this this program today knowing that you've got to work on raising your vibration why did the lord tell us not to sin why did he give us this list of things that he didn't want us to do was it because he was a micromanager and a control freak and he wanted us to be under his thumb and he said oh this will be fun this is an arbitrary rule i'll make oh yeah this will be a good one uh thou shalt not lie oh yeah that, let's just do that just because i want to see him squirm when they no he did all of that listen get this in your mind for your self protection and preservation because when you engage in those things hear me here you lower your frequency and open the portal. You're putting food out for the bears. Please, this is good stuff. Listen what I'm saying. When you engage in those things, you are opening up 
the doors and putting food for bears to come and tear you to pieces. When you sin, that's what's happening. You've opened a portal. By the same token, when you pray and you repent, you're opening a different portal. Which portal do you think that one is? It's the heavenly portal where the things of God can pour in the same way the demons come in, the doors that are open. The things of God come down the heavenly portal. When you take and, and repent and speak to the Lord, talk to him all day. Pray without ceasing. Everyone has to work, and you have to put your mind on your work and do that. I get it. But every chance you get, start to live a life that is totally sold out and consecrated to the Lord. Because let me tell you something. Once you've been, I call it red-pilled, and you wake up to this fact that everything in the universe is a vibration, and God gave us these rules, if you want to call them that, so that we can protect ourselves from the demonic infestation. And I've seen a lot of it. Being a deliverance minister, guess what? You run into a lot of demon-possessed people. I see a lot of them in this out walking around Walmart because part of being a deliverance minister is discernment. I can disperse anyone you know who's hung out with me for a while knows. I can discern a person in about 30 seconds. I do it all the time. They call from all over the country, really all over the you know world, English-speaking world, wanting deliverance. They've found me through radio or found my website, and I'll tell them in real short order what's going on with them, exactly what their situation is. Now, how do I know that? It's because that's the Holy Spirit speaking through me. That's the discernment. And I'm here to tell you this is real. There's nothing I could tell you that's more important in this hour than to start to work, to understand every time you think in the wrong way, you're putting vibrations out there that are going to open up a door. You're, you're either going to open the door for the bears to come in and tear you apart or the door for the angels to come down and minister to you when you need it. I can't say this strongly enough. Once you get out into the deep with this stuff, there's no going back. Because once you've seen it, it can't be unseen. In other words, once you know this is how it really works, this is what they don't want you to know. All the uh, um, you know the people that belong to those secret societies that drink that secret stuff, we won't won't talk about on the air here that's what they don't want you to they don't want you to understand how this vibrational thing works because when a group of christians get together in agreement and we all understand this when we're praying in agreement what do you think is happening there is a vibrational tsunami going up why do you think the Lord told him to march around the walls of Jericho specifically that number of times and make that certain sound at that certain time of the day? It's all vibrational. There's a reason for it. And and I hope this is not going over some people's heads. This, this works. Take it from me. I've been fighting these things for 10 years now, and I've been in the trenches with it. What I'm telling you will change your life. My life has been changed since I understood all of this stuff is vibrational. What the demons want is you at a low vibration because they feed off of that. A low vibration is you being sad, you being depressed, you being moody, you being angry, you being just unsatisfied, you being contrary, you fudging the truth lying all of those things that's demon food just like if you've ever been around bears you had better put your food up high tie it suspended from a tree limb because they'll get it and they'll get you in the process it's the same thing with putting out the wrong vibration we've got to open up the heavenly side and not the dark side. Shannon, I'm going to hand it back to you. I hope this has made some kind of sense to someone. It's burning in my spirit to get this out. Oh, man. This is exciting what you're talking about here tonight. Folks, we're live with evangelist Rick Bell. It was a divine appointment for us to be able to meet Brother Rick and get him on this program. 
he's got a lot to teach. And um, if you're here for the first time tonight, welcome aboard. It's not by accident either. You know, the devil is moving forward full force. No question about it. He's come to kill, steal, and destroy. He's got his global network, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, Great Reset. They say you own nothing and you'll be happy. <laughs> Folks, they're coming to take your freedom away, your very life if you don't bow your knee and take the coming mark. I believe that this was just a test run. And many who failed this test and bowed their knee through fear or ignorance or just some knew this was bad news, but, oh, I want to be able to take my vacation. Folks, you don't want to make that mistake next time around. And many took it and they're dead tonight. If you took it, you survived. This is a wake-up call. The next one is going to be a pass or fail grade. You fail the next test, it's lake of fire. Because I believe we're on the crust of the global rollout of the mark of the B system very soon. They've got to crash the economy to do it. Food prices are shooting up. Russia is on the move, the bear. Price of gas is going to skyrocket. You haven't seen nothing yet, folks. Wait till panic begins to break out. And there's rioting in the streets. It's coming. And you're going to see these demons more bold than ever before. Brother, I really feel like uh, the devil and his minions have taken the gloves off. They've revealed a set of brass knuckles. And they're just going in for a combination punch. And many Christians are like going into the ring. You would appreciate this being a professional boxer and kickboxer. That Mike Tyson in his prime, mm -hmm. he would take you down. You wouldn't even know what hit you. They just carry you out in a body bag. Yep. And that's what's happening to the church. They don't know what is hitting them. People are dying, being taken out on stretchers. They don't even see what's coming. They're just getting cold cocked by the devil. And killed. That's what the devil does. He kills, steals, and destroys. Families, marriages, suicide is on the rise. And worse yet, the great falling away is coming. And that's lukewarm believers who don't want to listen to what we're talking about here tonight. That you got to get trained up in the Holy Ghost gym. That's what the Lord sent evangelist Pastor Rick Bell to do. Those that have ears to hear to get you trained up so you can survive what's coming. We're going up against the enemy who has been at this a very long time. He's an expert in his warfare. He's watched mankind. He's probably watched your family and mine for decades. That's what they call familiar spirits. They're familiar with you and your ancestors and what they took them down. Well, they'll try to take you and I out in the same pattern. And they know their time is short. And they don't sleep. They don't have to eat. They're working nonstop. They don't play fair. And they're coming to kill you folks and take you out of the way. And then they're going after your loved ones that are left behind. And deception is on the rise. We got people who, just like Jesus said, in the last days are drinking and given a marriage, knew not till the flood came, took them all away. He said, remember Lot's wife, Jesus said. And they have no idea that the tsunami is about to overtake them and their household. The tsunami from hell. And it'll be too late to get trained up later when the devil's at the door with backup. It'll be too late then. But there may still be some time for you. If you haven't fallen asleep, to get prepared because we haven't seen nothing yet and what's coming is going to offend so many, Brother Rick, that they're literally going to turn their back on Christ, curse God, and die. They're going to fall away. They're going to line up for that mark or they're going to be deceived to think it isn't and they're going to be damned and end up in the lake of fire. Back to you, my friend. 
Well, I'll tell you right now that the message I brought today, if I brought that in probably 85, 90% of the churches, they would get up and walk out. They wouldn't stand for it because they don't have any ears to hear. Let me give you something practical. Some of you follow politics, some of you don't, but some of these things I'm going to tell you are big things that you would know whether you follow politics or not. Have you ever known someone to lie to you? You knew they lied to you. You caught them in a lie. Someone you had previously trusted, and you caught them flat out lying to you. From then on, did you ever fully trust them again? The answer is no. You may pretend that you trust them or you try to trust them, but in the back of your mind, there's always that little voice saying, I don't know, are they lying again? Once that trust is broken... You have to remind yourself how we have been lied to. You remember when James Comey came out with all the Hillary emails and all that right before the election before in 2016, and that was all set up to control Hillary to get something over her head. He was an instigator in that entire Russian hoax on Donald Trump. They spent four years paying for Hillary Clinton paid for, and they just proved that in court. They paid a fine. It's a fact. It's not. It's not a hearsay or you know a conspiracy theory. None of that. It's a fact. She paid for it. It is etched in my mind ex- exactly this picture. About two and a half years ago. There was a guy on Fox News named Brett Baer. He is still on Fox News. He was interviewing James Comey, the former director of the FBI, because James Comey had written a book entitled something like Higher Calling or Greater Honor or some some title. And he asked James Comey, live on television, at what point did you realize the Hillary Clinton campaign had paid for the Russian dossier. James Comey, the former director of the FBI, stumbled and said, I, 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 we still don't know that. We, we don't know that. Brett Baer said, what do you mean you don't know that? He said, we don't know. We don't know who paid for that. We never could establish it. And Brett Baer didn't push it any further. He said, you're telling me you, you to this point. See, we already knew it. But he's lying. At that moment, the light switch went on for me, and I said, they're lying about everything. If he can lie about that, he can lie about anything and everything, and they are. I'm encouraging people listening to me right now. Think back on one incident where you caught them lying. The powers that be, the government, the deep state, whatever your name for it is, you caught them lying. Lock that in your memory banks. And every time they tell you something else, replay that like a movie. Replay that like a film clip in your mind of them looking at you and lying. Get a picture of the uh, so-called president looking at you in the camera and saying, we're not going to leave anyone behind in Afghanistan. Lying. Lying. Get a picture of one of them, whoever. And every time they come up with a new thing mandate whatever play that in your mind you cannot trust a liar they're going to lie about everything why wouldn't they now this may seem like a trivial thing it's not a nah 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 you are a liar this is this has to do with people's life and death when shannon's telling you don't even consider taking any more of that poison that they're sticking in your arm with a needle for god's sakes don't do it I personally know two people who have died specifically from that. I know about a dozen who died from getting the treatment when they got in the hospital that put them uh, in a coma and shut their lungs down. That's certain medicine, medical treatment they were giving them that wasn't working. They kept giving it to them. I lost some very close people with that. When they would have been better off to just do what I did when I got it, take some antibiotics and put it in God's hands. Don't go to the hospital and let them put you in intensive care because it's over then. Now, I'm telling you, 
Shannon, you know, it's time for games is over. We don't have – there's nothing to gain for us saying this. We're not on any payroll of any anyone. We're telling you the truth, and this can save you, and it will save you. The only thing holding them back from wiping us out right now is the vibration that the pr- prayers of the saints are sending up into the heavenlies. Folks, that vibration is what stops them. If you talk to a witch, she will tell you. That vibration is what stops it. That's what the prayers are. That builds a hedge of protection around us. And that's the only thing that does. And some of these spells are are stronger than ever. And you're not just going to defeat them and move right on. Some of them are going to have lingering effects. You're going to have to fight it every day for a while. But it's time to get in shape like never before. The fight is here. It's time to fight. Shannon, I'll hand it back to you. That's all I have. Folks, it's time to fight. And if you want to learn how to fight to win, you need to tune in to more of these broadcasts here with Evangelist Rick Bell and get ready to pick up the new book that is almost ready. Um, Brother Rick, I'm excited to hear that the book is coming and I want you to give out your contact information. How do people reach you in your ministry? Yeah, I really would like for you to go and sign up on my um, email list for my new book coming up. You can go to Rick Bell Writing, R-I-C-K-B-E-L-L Writing, W-R-I-T-I-N-G. And on that front page, there's a little thing to sign up that'll just get you in my um, email database. And you're not going to get spammed. I don't do that stuff. But I want to be able to let you know when my book comes out. My book is called Boxing Blindfolded with Demons, and the beta readers who have read it so far, the first, I think I'm up to the uh, first 10 chapters, they're just really giving me great positive feedback on this. This is going to be something that touches on what, I, what I'm speaking about today and expands upon it and things that can really help you as you move forward for what we're about to go through. So go to rickbellwriting.com. My contact info is on there. Um, and you can email me at rick at rickbellwriting.com. And that'd be the best way to do it, Shannon. Folks, get on that list. And Brother Rick, uh, when the book is available, are you going to alert the people on the list? I will. I will reach out to them and get them a, cert, a special deal uh, because they're Omega Man people and make it. I want to get it in as many hands as I can. We want to work in a coordinated effort on launch day that week to make it a bestseller on Amazon. So we'll yeah. coordinate that because when it becomes a bestseller, it's not about money. I'll never make, you won't make money on these kinds of books, period. But I want to get it in as many hands as I can. So if we get that bestseller ranking, it'll be bumped up there. Uh, this is the missing link. This is in this hour, I believe with all my heart, what the church needs to learn about and quickly is this whole how it really works from the realm of where we live in the heavenlies and the the realm all around us so that's the deal brother this is exciting i am so happy to be back here with you um folks rick bell if you're just joining us what shall we title tonight's episode for the archive rick uh let's call it um the finding uh let's see the heavenly vibration let's do it all right rick uh this time slot work for you yeah it's good this is a good time slot my brother get me another date and i'll be here all right uh, we got to keep this thing going yeah, and uh, i want you to close us out in prayer today thank you for coming on rick it's my pleasure brother shannon i just bless you right now and i thank god for you and your ministry and your steadfast devotion to doing this when it was hard and and it is hard and and following where god has led lord jesus i ask for ears to be opened on this this broadcast today and hear what i'm trying to to uh, get it get through to them let this thing be multiplied and let it be shared with others who need to hear this very message that can help us understand how to do warfare against unseen invisible enemies boxing blindfolded with these demons father god we ask for your hand of protection and angels in our realm to just flood everything that we're trying to do 
And Lord, we ask for the financial breakthrough, the miracle. Someone is right now listening to this is believing for a car. I mean, they've got to have a car. They don't. They can't get to work. They can't work because they don't have a car. And they have one picked out. It's not a anything fancy. It's not a new car, but they're praying for this thing to come through in in Jesus' name. And Father God, we just get in agreement with them. And someone else is there. They don't have enough food. I don't know how that can be, but their their food is low. And I, I don't know. I keep seeing pancakes. They're living on pancakes or something because pancakes are cheap and they're cooking pancakes for the kids all the time. God's going to intervene. If I'm picking this up in the spirit on this radio program, God sees it, okay? it's That's what that means to you. He's He has seen that. And in Jesus' name, I ask for all of these things to be covered under the blood. And God, we thank you for giving us the ability to do this. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Rick, before we close, how is Bulldog doing? He's doing great, man. Yeah, he is uh, just doing his thing, floating right, right along. You know, he had to kind of go low after that uh, January 6th thing because he was there. Did you know that? No, yeah, I didn't. But uh, when you talk to him, let's get him on the program if he'd like to come on with you one night. I will certainly and do that. I'll I'll check with him and get him on. He, he would probably like to do that. Love to hear from you. Yeah, Brother, right, uh, I'll see you soon. Thank God you, bless man. you, brother. Love you. Powerful tonight. Love All you right. too. All right. Bye now.